With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The road to Roland Garros is paved in European clay, as there are five more weeks of action before we reach the Tierre Batu of Paris. We're on Superstar Watch for Championship Sunday. The King of Clay will be playing for his 12th title in Barcelona. But this hometown favorite couldn't come up with the goods in Belgrade against the breakout star of 2021. And the road to Roland Garros has been anything but straightforward for the world number one, Ash Barty, who found herself playing from behind indoors in Stuttgart. And what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. It's good to see you, though. You look handsome as hell. <laughs> We're ready for our close-up. TC Live is coming at you right now. Well, Andy Murray was looking handsome, as you know what Nick Curio said, and then so was the clay throughout the entire countries of Europe and the world. It is the road to Roland Garros, and it continues in Barcelona, Stuttgart, and more right here on Tennis Channel semifinal Saturday, officially in the books. So we welcome you to TC Live. We've got a whole lot to go through today. Best of the best from the week on the WTA side of things. Milos Raonic in their shoes, plus Really the segment everybody's waiting for. Jimmy versus Paul in tennis trivia. I'm very excited to be a part of it. And quite frankly, to keep these two socially distant from one another because anything can happen here on TC Live. very stressful out here. It has. Very much so. Welcome to our Santa Monica studios here in sunny Los Angeles. At least I hope it's sunny. Haven't really seen outside in a bit. But Jimmy Arias, Paul Anacone, I'm No Eagle. Glad to have you with us. What a day of tennis, Jimmy. And before you even get to any sort of dig at Paul, just a fantastic day of tennis. It was an amazing day of tennis. We expected it. When you saw the matchups that we had coming into the day, you knew we'd have some great tennis. You might not have expected the match of the day to be what it was. The match of the day obviously being Djokovic. And I do lead 3-2 in the trivia thing with Paul. And This is a zone I, defense. I will, yeah, exactly. I will say that so long as I'm leading. Otherwise, well, we'll keep that quiet. Yeah, well, a lot of it's because of the preparation, Jimmy Katz, because I'm calling what, what, oh, what do you oh, do? Actually, what do you do prior to the match? Actually, there is a slight bit of truth that I did. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jimmy Arias. Just that's the that's it, folks. Actually, that's the show prep. For yesterday, Jimmy right just so you know, yesterday I did try to sneak in the production truck to see what the questions were. I wasn't mm-hmm. above cheating, yeah. but I couldn't get to it. No, no, no. You're not cheating. You're just working smarter. I was not studying. necessarily harder. I was just, just smarter. Studying. I yeah, I don't know. You were either on the phone or asleep. Either way, horizontal. You were doing life right. Yeah, that's two, the way two I things I saw today okay. onto the tennis that I thought I'd never see in my life. Yeah. Novak Djokovic break only five times with 28 chances. And Rafa Nadal whiffed an overhead. Those are two things <laughs> yeah. I n- never thought I'd ever see I in gave my him life. an excuse if the sun was in it. Oh, okay. He did. He did. He, did. I, I, he gave I, him the benefit I, of the I doubt. Either right. way, Jimmy called it the match of the day. It's hard to argue with his logic. Novak Djokovic, Aslan Karatsev. Jimmy, this match lasted three hours and 27 minutes in Belgrade. And I don't know if this is the surprise of the year, but it's certainly up there. Well, what was surprising, I think, is I've never seen anybody 
play against Novak Djokovic from the back of the court and push him around and keep him off balance the entire match. In control of the points. Djokovic is normally at least even in rallies, and even when you look like you have him on defense, he turns it around. He couldn't really do that against Karatsev. Yes, he made this nice run, and he wanted some love from the crowd at the end of the second set after being down a set in 4-2. Karatsev trying to will that last lob. This was three points in a row when Djokovic had this 5-4 lead in the second set. Three points in a row that were just ridiculous points. And you'd wondered if, if Karatsev was going to go away after yes. this, right? Yes, you thought he would. And yeah. with the crowd and with Novak, he's on his own court in his own tennis center in his country, and he's number one in the world. And not only did Karatsev not go away, he continued keeping the pressure on. And here's the only break of the third set, even though the third set went back and forth. They had so many break chances. What did you tell how many... Uh, chances did Novak have in the third? Novak was 0 for 10 on break chances mm. in the third set. And here's a couple of them with Karatsev serving for the match. And I got to give some credit, obviously most credit to Karatsev. Yeah, this absolutely. Point. Those break points that he saved, he saved serve them. plus one, ripping, no, serving volley with a swinging. I mean, it's ridiculous. He saved them. Usually you see people wilt under that pressure with Djokovic's defense. You said I've never seen anyone defend like that and be able to defend offensively just like he did. And talk about defending. Boy, oh boy, uh, this is going to be a fun one tomorrow with these power brokers. <laughs> yeah, it's just power versus power again and again when Karatsev is on the court. So he gets his revenge from the Australian Open semifinal where Novak Djokovic really ran him off the court in three sets. You guys talked about it, just what impressed you guys out of Karatsev in this match. But to me, I want to go back to that finishing power because, Paul, you said it. Most people against Novak Djokovic, they wilt under that pressure. That was perfect terminology to use. I was really impressed in the fact that he didn't let the finishing pressure get to him. Yeah, and usually what happens when you play Novak, if you're a great, even the best power players, is the targets as the match goes on go like this against Novak because you get frustrated because he gets every ball back. And then you see a guy that hasn't been there like Karatsev that much, and the targets, instead of against a normal person, they're like this. And Novak, they're like this. And they stayed like that the whole time. Kratzev never overplayed. He just kept doing what he did. And he was just a better version of Novak. All right, here's what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me. I'll try. <laughs> Eight years or so on the tour, toiling, 175 to 300 in the world. We have a pandemic. We come out, and he's the best player. In the I mean, I've never seen a guy play almost as well. He's the best player in the world right now. The way he played in that match was ridiculous. We talk about his power, but he also defended well mm -hmm. and looked incredibly fat. I mean, his calves are the size of my waist. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You know, I do calf races all day. You never make I it mean, happen. I, I, it's just it's remarkable what he's done. The, the improvement he's made in the last six months or yeah, whatever. A lot of the other Russian guys will say we looked up to him when we were kids. So I guess they, wow. they've known that he's been really talented. So maybe just a late bloomer. I'm always interested, and I wonder if this does play a factor in his ability to close all those years on the Challenger, on the Futures Tours, just getting experience, 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 more and more and more in the bank. Who knows? But Karatsev used whatever he did have in the fuel tank, and he gets through to the final against Berrettini on Sunday. Over to Barcelona, number three in the world, Rafael Nadal. Very rare that he's just outside the top two, but he can get back to number two in the world if he wins the tournament, Jimmy. Today it's Pablo Carreño Busta, who he had never lost to in his career. No, and, and 
Paul was, you know, mentioning how this is a no-brainer. Nadal's going to win easily. I wasn't so sure. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to get that out of the way before Paul mentioned it. This is why I thought it wasn't so sure. I knew he couldn't hit overheads, but Carreno Busta didn't take advantage. He didn't, didn't give him enough defensive lobs to get it done. In the end, that was the best match we've seen from Nadal by a pretty good margin. Carreno Busta, to me, showed you something that he needs to work on. He needs to work on sort of being able to finish from the midcourt. He had a bunch of floating balls where Nadal was in the fence and he didn't finish with his ground stroke or he didn't finish coming up to the net. And you can't beat Nadal from the backcourt. You're not going to hit a clean winner and eventually he's going to get control of a forehand and you're going to be in trouble. And that was what happened in this match. A, a well-played match from Nadal for the most part. That was, that was Nadal the way he liked to play. And so I don't know if he went running out to practice again. Probably not. Three double faults in the match, but Nadal gets through three and two. So who will he face in that final fall? Yannick Sinner is one of the young studs, but Stefano Tsitsipas might be the best on clay right now in the ATP Tour. Tsitsipas yeah, incredibly hot, and Tsitsipas has done a great job this week taking control of his serve after today's match. He has saved 12 of 13 break points, only gotten broken once, and it wasn't much different in this match. I believe he was three for three. Sinner's game, just lateral tennis, even with his awesome power, is a little bit vulnerable to a dynamic player like Tsitsipas, who can come forward, who can bring you forward, and get out of these lateral rallies and find ways to get you off balance. A few more errors from Sinner than we've seen this week, but perhaps it was that man on the other side of the net that has so much confidence it caused it. The break chances were the real difference in that match. Sinner went 0 for 4, and Tsitsipas went 3 for 10, just enough to get through in straight to set up a great final. Rafa Nadal, Stefano Tsitsipas, you see Nadal leading that head-to-head 6-2 over the course of their careers. That is 10 a.m. on Sunday Eastern time and what should be a tremendous finish to what has been an outstanding week. Let's go over to the women's side. Stuttgart, Jimmy, it's Ash Barty, the world number one on her 25th birthday, taking on Alina Svitolina, and Barty had lost the first five meetings in her career against Svitolina. And it didn't look like it was going to be a happy birthday here for the first set until this game, as Svitolina serving for it, plays sort of a shocker of a game. Let's Maybe it was the birthday present feeling. Let her back in. And from that point in the tie break, she did have a little mini break, leads Fidelina, but Barty started coming to the net, started attacking, started showing that all-court game, and they had a very long game at one all in this final set. Svitolina was down love 40 on her serve, got back, had a couple of chances to hold. When she didn't hold there, it was Barty the rest of the way dominating. So world number one on the men's side was eliminated today. World number one on the women's side was certainly not. She moves on to the final. Paul, it is Simona Halep. It is Arena Sabalenka. This one was a whole lot different. It was domination on one side of the court. Yeah, I was very surprised. Sabalenka really up and down yesterday. We know she's a great power player. I just thought Simona Halep was going to make her hit too many balls and find ways into rallies, but Sabalenka took the racket out of her hand. Simona looked a little frustrated early on, some head shaking and making some faces, unhappy to be out there, and that's what Sabalenka does. She doesn't let you play, and it's annoying when you have no rhythm and you're a great rhythm player like Simona Halep. She wasn't able to use that to her advantage. And Sabalenka did a really good job just keeping it simple, powerful, and offensive. So it set up what is a another really exciting, another intriguing final matchup this time in Stuttgart. It'll be once again Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Ash Party World Number One, or in a Sabalenka with that big power game and ground strokes head to head tied at three. So 
make sure you tune in for that. Should be a tremendous matchup. We've got plenty to go here on TC Live, which I would say most importantly includes the trivia. What could potentially tie up the week this could be between it. Jimmy and Paul? This right. This could be This it. is going to potentially set up a showdown well, on Sunday. Well, what happens is I'm leaving. Know. I'm not going to do Sunday. <laughs> Three all on out. You're going to retire. I'm retiring. He's going to go injury, look. Injury timeout? Yes. Injury timeout, yeah. maybe. Uh, either way, we're also going to check in on Milos Raonic in their shoes on his road to Roland Garros. Don't go anywhere. Stick around right here on TC Live. More ahead. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to TC Live. Tennis Channel and New Balance are partnering to focus on some of the top players in their journey to Roland Garros. The project is called In Their Shoes, and today we focus on one Milos Raonic. day in my shoes. I wake up pretty early. I like to spend most of my practice day working in the morning. My morning session occupies me till the early afternoon and then I try to get some rest and come back out in the evening. When I'm on the road, I really try to spend time out of my room. I try to visit different museums, art galleries. There's been many years that I've sort of just let pass by in great cities without really challenging myself to explore and see a lot of the great things that different cultures, atmospheres, and cities have to offer, and I think that's something I've become very conscious and aware of. The time I've got to spend with New Balance, working on their products, has been a lot of fun, has been very rewarding from the first iteration to each one after, understanding what you feel really works, what's important, what are the things that you prioritize in each product. One thing that viewers miss is how much really goes into a player being able to compete at their best level week in and week out. Different surfaces, different conditions, different balls, different altitudes. I think all those kind of factors when you come in together, it really takes a lot from a player and I think that by seeing this, they can really have a greater appreciation for it. In their shoes, New Balance and Tennis Channel, fantastic stuff per usual as we look for Milos Raonic. Uh, now 30 years old, ranked 18th in the world, second amongst Canadians on the ATP Tour. No Eagle, Jimmy Arias, Paul Anacone, I, I named him first because he's up 3-2. I'm not going to take offense. That's, that's how it works. He technically has the ladder. Either way, Milos Raonic coming off the round of 16 performance at the Australian Open, lost to Novak Djokovic, 7-4 and four on the year. So, Paul, we'll start with you since I named him first. What path would be the best for Milos to get back inside the top ten? has been as high as three in his career. Yeah, Jimmy and I were just talking about it. I, I think throughout his career, he struggled a little bit with trying to do everything pretty well. Mm. And, and he's got one of the best serves in the game and has for a long time. I think he's been almost too patient at the back of the court. That aside, he needs to stay healthy because mm. in recent years he's had health, in, uh, health issues. But 
As long as he's offensive and plays one-two tennis and doesn't get engaged in long rallies, there's no reason why he can't be around at latter stages of majors for another year or two if he stays healthy. Yeah, I've been surprised really in some ways that he hasn't been top ten in the world for the last – with that serve. Mm-hmm. And he's got a big forehand too. It's a little mm-hmm. bit funky, but he's got a big forehand. With those two weapons, I would have expected him to be top ten. Um, he's had a lot of injury issues. He doesn't move that well, which is why I think Paul says – keep the point short because yeah. the longer the point goes, the more able you are to maybe move him. And the backhand's a little bit of a weakness in the backhand return. But he should be able to get back to the top ten if he stays healthy with a big Wimbledon or U.S. Open run. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to do that. Milos, if you're listening, you should also trademark the Raonic rocket. I just think that there's a moneymaker there. I don't know like what it is. I don't know how you do it, but it's there. And speaking of, in their shoes, new episodes on TC Live and also weekly, always streaming on tennis.com. Still plenty to come here on TC Live as we go through semifinal Saturday and quite frankly the whole week. Best of the best on the WTA side of things from this past week. Coming up next on TC Live. Let's go to Istanbul. I always think of the song Istanbul, but here it's an actual place. Elisa Mertens, Veronica Kudermatova, semifinal action. Mertens with a match point late in the second set. Number one seed in this tournament, and she gets the job done. That one falls strong from Kudamatova. So Mertens moves on to the final, where she will take on Serana Kirstea 2-0 head-to-head in favor of Kirstea. That is going to be on Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus if you want to watch it in its entirety. Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, as mentioned, on TC and on TC Plus. And while we have it right here, while we're in the zone, let's check out the best of the best from this week on the WTA Tour. It's just big hitting there. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. Shot of the tournament. Displaying everything that makes her the best in the world right now. A break back for Ash Barty. Gorgeous. Again, the point construction exceptional from Mertens. Oh, how did she dig that out? What a shot that was. What a tremendous stretch. Oh, there's your shot of the match thus far. Boy, some terrific agility up at the net from Jen Brady.
And some terrific agility from Paul Anacone as he was celebrating his call, making number one of the best of the best. Jen Brady, impressive stuff at the end. Great athlete. Made a great move. And what a call by Paul. Thank oh, you, yeah. Throw Very that much appreciated. I know you, you weren't describing him as great athlete. You were describing him the as a call. call. Thank yes. You, thank you very Actually, much. Actually, he was a good athlete, too. I okay. To I'll take both. But, All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? Here's the Long thing. Ago. I think things are going well so far. We haven't reached the trivia yet. Next. We're going to go to the social net, though, first. So big news coming from Wimbledon, as John Wertheim, our very own, put it. Not really a surprise, but players essentially are going to be staying in the very restricted hotel, the very much accredited hotel as well, Paul. And this could mean something, especially for those bigger names who have larger traveling parties. Yeah, it's going to be much different than it's been in the past. The players love to stay out of Wimbledon Village. Most of them renting houses or staying in flats or apartments out there. This year it's a different year. It's a different world, but the All England Club... Had a nice lengthy call with the players yesterday, and uh, they're continuing to have uh, some different possibilities, depending on what happens with the national planning around the health and what's going on with the pandemic. So things still a little bit flexible. Kind of difficult for the players this whole year. This, uh, the, the bubbles are difficult. They don't have as much leeway, as much say, as much of a team that can come and stay with them. So there's a lot of Difficulties, but at least we're playing tennis. Yep. And that's the main thing right now. We're playing tennis and, and focusing on health, which is still yep. paramount, most important, number one on the list. But when we talk about big players, two come to mind, two names really come to mind. Serena Williams, Roger Federer. They've got families. They've got kids. They've got large traveling groups. How do you think that will impact their decisions on how they can navigate potentially going to Wimbledon? I mean, they're going to still follow the rules, I suppose. So they're going to they're gonna deal with it however they can deal with it. I suppose they're going to get... 10 rooms at the hotel. I mean, <laughs> they're still going to have their teams, I suspect. Right. Yeah, and that's what's, you know, Tennis Australia had to do that down in Australia to figure out how to accommodate. And it's not going to be perfect, but this is a bad year to look for perfection, look for businesses and look for people that can pivot and try to be creative. And guess what? The best of the best genuinely do that pretty good. Oh, look at that synergy from Paul Anacone. That's a professional broadcaster with a segue as well. We look up to (laughs) Championship Sunday. Stuttgart beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Barcelona to follow at 10 as well as Istanbul. Belgrade will finish at 11 a.m. Eastern. All here on Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus. Next, it's the moment we've been waiting for. That's right, the trivia. Jimmy, Paul, mano y mano on TC Live. Here it is, the moment of truth on this semifinal Saturday. Tennis Channel trivia, Jimmy versus Paul. Jimmy claims he's up 3-2. I have no choice but to trust him. When was the last time an American won an ATP Masters 1000 clay title? Since Paul is behind, I will give him the first chance to answer. I would like to know when. I would like to know where. I would like to know who. You name it. And you've got the point. I mean, both of you are going to give me an answer. So technically, all of the glasses game has an opportunity, including this is myself. Strange. Wait, I, I just, I'm always having to get the rules okay. right, and I'll let Paul think about it while Thank I ask. Thank you. Thank you. We have to get all those things right or just the year? I, we would prefer for you to get all of them right. That really shows us you know your trivia. Okay. But if, if one of you can get at least portions of it, I would say you're likely going to end up with a point. It's got it. Is it Roddick? Is that your final answer? I'm trying to think if Andy's won Monte Carlo or any of those. Jimmy? Jimmy's thinking 
<laughs> Jimmy's talking about stopping the third person. I know. So that's <laughs> already a problem. We've got Seinfeld. <laughs> We've got Seinfeld seeping Jimmy into the show. Jimmy thinks that it's probably Andre Agassi. Yeah, we should have said that. And uh, Rome. Yeah. Oh! Wow. Oh! Andre Agassi, I was 2002, for, was in for Rome, a text from Andy over Roddy. Tommy Haas. I'm waiting to see the thing buzz in my chest that rocks it. No, not me, Paul. Not only was Jimmy on the money, but Jimmy likes his sandwiches too. spicy. I got the tournament. Too. Got the I, that's a, that's Jimmy a point. Deserves Four, the victory, guys. Four-two. However, I'm hearing that. Tomorrow is three, triple, it's triple, it's triple or nothing. Yeah, yeah. triple or nothing Completely on Championship fair. Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, it's like it's like when I was shooting around in my driveway when I was a little kid. And I was like, three, two, one, I'd miss. And they'd go, oh, they miraculously put three more seconds on the clock. Three, two. Anyway, let's look at the schedule for tomorrow. Enough about myself and my inability to make a basket. What a day. Championship Sunday, what a fantastic a round of matches. Jimmy, we start with you. What do you like? I like all of them, obviously. Um, but... Nadal Sissipas, to me, could be the finals of Roland Garros, sort of a preview of it, the way those two have been playing and the way they play on clay. Um, I'm also looking forward to Ash Barty and Sabalenka. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, how about the power ones at the bottom? For me, it's going to see if uh, Matteo Berrettini can outpower the power man himself. That's going to be a lot of fun. Give me a full day. Very much so. Ash Barty, world number one. Rafa Nadal looking to get back to world number two. And Aslan Karatsev was the surprise of the day today. A fantastic day of semifinal tennis. We'll see you for Championship Sunday. For Paul, for Jimmy, our whole crew, no less saying so long. Thank you.